0: Thank <laughs> you. Hey, Fellowship Asheville, welcome to the Fellowship Asheville Convo cast, uh, where we hope to inspire you with stories of what God is doing in and through the people of Fellowship Asheville. And in season two, we are introducing you to the deacons and staff. If you've missed season one, season one was introducing you to the elders, so you can go back and watch or listen to those on YouTube or or uh, wherever we have these posted to listen to on our on our website. Um, uh, but, uh, but today, we get to see start the the back half of season 2 where you get to meet a, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this you get to meet what I consider to be the most incredible church staff ever. Uh, the most incredible church staff for sure that I've ever worked with. I think the most incredible church staff that ever was, although some people might disagree with me, but this is this is what I think to be true. And today I get to introduce you, you to someone who you I'm sure you know uh, and know of uh, and have seen or have at least seen an email with her name at the bottom of it, and that is Amy Hinch. So Amy, say hello to everybody. Oh. Hi. Yeah, so so Amy, um, describe a little bit about who you are to those who are watching and listening.
1: Yeah, um, well, I'm a wife to Brian. Um, we met in college in 2001 and dated all throughout college and then got married right after. Um, mom of two boys, Noah and Micah. Noah is um, a 12-year-old in sixth grade, about to be in seventh, and Micah is nine will be 10 this summer. Um, and they are fully active boys. You name it the typical stereotype boys. They're, they're a handful. They're fun. Um, so that's the home life. And we have our dog Moses. So he's a lab mix who we've had. He is 14 years old. Um, wow. so Moses is our baby. Um, and yeah, that's, that's home life. We live in Weaverville. So outside of Asheville, um, And I grew up in a very small town, um, one of four total siblings, um, mom and dad, and we grew up on a farm. Um, So I am the country girl who also had a dad who fixed cars. So I'm a fixer and yeah, like being outside. So that's, that's the gist. That's great. Well,
0: what's, what's something most people don't know about you?
1: Um, so we grew up a lover of basketball um as a family. Mostly all of us are Carolina Tar Hill fans. Uh my brother is the rebel who's not, but the rest mm-hmm. of us are. Um so I played basketball outside growing up, and then in fourth grade, that's when we started being on team. So it's a little bit different than it is now. But in fourth grade, I was the free throw champion of our entire like league of the county. Um, the whole county
0: you were yeah, the free throw the, okay so how many how many did you like like was it a so remi- many I, in a certain amount of time or how I how don't did remember you get title
1: like I think we had to shoot 10 free throws at a time and then it was like a tournament kind of thing um and I don't even remember I was fourth grade uh okay that's sad you, but you just I remember do getting remember the trophy Cause I have the trophy it's still mm-hmm. at home somewhere um but with that oh,
0: do you know do you know where the trophy is
1: I'm not sure it's either in a oh, really box. okay good good, good. box at our house that mom stored up all the trophies or it's in Union Grove or it's in the trash I have no clue okay. Okay. but um <laughs> but basketball was a thing for me so I played it from fourth grade all the way through 10th grade um 10th grade I tore my ACL playing soccer soccer was also my other sport so I did not rejoin the basketball um gig so until college and I just played intramural so I was not like this big all-star like don't think that but free throws were my thing mm-hmm. uh-huh. um I still remember my middle school coach we would practice free throws in practice and he would get behind me to distract me and I would still make them so I'm there lar- <laughs> it's like give me a challenge and I'm competitive um uh-huh. like that's a part of me that a lot of people don't know competition is pretty high like don't yeah. tell me I can't do something because I will be determined to do it.
0: Uh,
1: Most um, anything. There's some things so. I've.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. So how did you come to know Jesus?
1: Um. So I grew up in a home where we went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday. Like, I never didn't know church. Um, and didn't hear about Jesus but in sixth grade I grew up Methodist and in sixth grade that's what you do you go through confirmation class so Mm -hmm. that's when I publicly professed Jesus as my savior Um, and you know it was all the things so and I'm not saying I was it wasn't real it was a very real thing to me but I don't think my faith became my own until college um, freshman year of college that's when it really I can look back and see it A big change because it wasn't doing all the normal things. It was now my choice for sure. Mm -hmm. So that's when Jesus came really real to me. And it was through a church that taught through scripture like we do here, um, where the Bible became really real um, and -hmm. Jesus became more personal. So sixth grade was the the date, but Uh college year freshman was kind of the heart change that really started walking more with Jesus in that.
0: Yeah. I, I think a lot of people probably shared that a similar story, where they said yes as kid, but got to a place later in life where they're like, "Oh, I really need this. Like, yeah. this isn't just just knowledge. This is something that's real." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's 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 good. Well, talk about a little bit about what you do here at Fellowship. Your your ministry slash job. The reason I use those terms interchangeably is because I think. Our job is our ministry, no matter what your job is. I think it's your ministry, not just for people that um, work in and for church, but I think for anybody, if you've got a job, that's your ministry. If you're a stay-at-home mom, that's your ministry. If you're, if you're, if you're working at FedEx, that's your ministry. So what, what do you do?
1: Yeah, so my title is Connections Director, and that has evolved. I've gone through admin, assistant, executive assistant, assimilation director, but we have landed on Connections Director, and I love this part. where God's led me to and what that means is I help connect visitors to the church and then folks who are you know in the beginning stages of fellowship connect them to the church whether that's just connect with personal relationships with other team members that I have with my greeters or safety team members or ushers so or whether it's connect them to a discovery event where they get to meet you and I and we get to talk about fellowship from a 30,000 view of who we are and just really meet people um, get them, push folks toward like getting connected in service or getting connected with groups, that kind of thing. I'm kind of that conduit maybe that starts getting people connected. Um, and I say I, but it's a lot of me leading my teams. My team members have a ginormous part in creating that like feel of hospitality and love Mm -hmm. and acceptance and welcoming here at fellowship, um, that hopefully helps People take those next steps and that's here in person and online. So in our online service, it's, that's the team that I oversee is the connections host, um, making sure technical things are going well for that. Um, So that's that connections piece for our church. And then another part of the job is then connect the church to the community. Um, And that's what a lot of people would qualify as like missions or serve, Um, but it's actually more than that too. So it it is connecting our church to the community, but it's through projects like you're, you're used to, um, or going on mission trips overseas, but it's also connecting with other local organizations that, because we have a really big building that sits empty sometimes. So it's really Mm -hmm. touching in on, okay, how can we use the resources God's provided us to help minister to our community? Um, So we've got, outside organizations who use our building on an ongoing basis so it's really making those connections um, with the building Um, obviously Oakley Elementary is right across the road so Mm -hmm. it's stewarding that relationship and how can we help them how can we say yes to whatever we can say yes if there's needs Um, that includes lunches at Ledgewood or taking um, people meals and food that the social worker has identified as those in need Um, so it's really having a heart for for the community. Um, So it's service and missions, it's overseeing the whole building. Um, And then safety is thrown into all of that, safety and admin, um, because safety can go with any of it. Um, And Mm -hmm. when I say safety, it's uh, making sure we're creating safe environments. Um, Obviously COVID has put its new twist on that. So it's all of the things with that that I won't even waste our time on in this but yeah it's safety making sure like um kids are in rooms with adults who are background checked you know all those kind of systematic rules and that kind of thing i oversee that and then i have roamers on sunday who just patrol the facility inside and out just to make sure everything's going okay Mm -hmm.
0: um so So that's that's a lot that's kind of a nutshell (laughs) yeah that's a lot you know, people watching and listening may be thinking, "What does Amy not do then?" Um because you know that connections director, it is connecting our you know people to our church and connecting our church to the community. And so it's a really big umbrella. Um <clears throat> So, you know, this wasn't one of our questions, and and I know you love to go into things unprepared, so you'll love this. Like how, and that's sarcasm. She, Amy yeah. loves to be prepared. Yes, she's a one on the Enneagram, so so everything yeah. needs to, to be in line. But um, with all of that, what do you find to be the most difficult part of your job? Because that's a lot of things to manage. When does yeah. it get hard?
1: Um. Probably knowing that I'm a one, which I think they say perfectionist, but there was another word someone said. I'm like, oh, they they, like they changed
0: it. It's now, it's now the yeah. improver.
1: Improver. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I'm totally an improver. Um, like I'll see a problem and want to fix it. Um, and sometimes those problems aren't fixable. Mm. Um, and if they are, you're going to, I'm going to upset someone. Um mm. Or, you know, rock the boat or not agree. Cause I'm also like the people pleaser, the peacemaker. Um, so I want to agree with everyone and everyone be at peace. And that's just not realistic. Um, because I see things that others don't. And I've had to really step into what, who God has called me to be, to um, have a, like, I know I have a voice, but to actually use that voice and speak up mm-hmm. into situations where I go against the flow of what, um, others may be thinking because I see the things that other people don't see because they're not gifted to see it that way. And I Mm -hmm. am, so it's finding that balance, um, of seeing what I, what I see and being that one and being like, my idea is right. But, you know, holding back because it's really the heart of it all that really needs to shine through. Um, so it's really discerning where the Lord is in that but it, it's hard for me to disagree. Um, it's hard for me to speak up sometimes when I know that I'm the only one in the room who sees it the way I see it. Um, mm-hmm. but with all that, what I've found, I mean, you said, we have one of the best staff teams like we do. It's definitely an atmosphere and environment where I've learned that, yeah, I have a voice and I'm not going to be shamed for it. If you weren't going to look at me differently, they may, you know, we all have our, our twitches I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to do this. Um, but that's, that's hard. Um, but we always get through it. So, yeah. yeah, that's the hard part for me.
0: Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's fun on our staff team when we do go through. And just so people watching and listening know, you know, this is what, May 19th. Um, and we have just finished the process of deciding and communicating what we're going to do with the CDC's new guidelines about, you know, fully vaccinated people and Governor Cooper's executive order and all of that stuff. And um, I mean, it was it was a marathon all staff meeting, I think, five hours for us to, to decide. It was harder to make this decision than it was to go virtual back in March to, to think through all that because it's just a more complicated, nuanced decision. And there was a whole lot less guidance from from CDC and Governor Cooper and all that, which is fine. But it just made it harder. But, you know, w- what you add to that team is like you said, it's stuff that you, that we we're not thinking of and stuff that we can't see. And, and, and what I love about what you add is, is when you do speak up, uh, which by the way, I didn't know you had a problem not speaking up. I couldn't tell that from I our staff meeting. Really, meetings. really, you, you, really yes, worked on it. Yeah, yeah, you've time. done a great job. You've done a great job, <laughs> yeah. which will be our next question. How has God grown you? But, yeah. but, but what you do when you say something, um, is it's like, it opens a whole nother box for us. And we're like, Oh, we've got to deal with all this <laughs> yeah. before we make this decision. And it's so helpful because yeah. if, if you didn't ask that question, somebody would be throwing that box at us. Mm-hmm. But you allow us to deal with it before and, and, to, and to handle it correctly so that yeah. so that when a situation comes up, we've already thought through how to handle it. So it's, it's you know, your position on, on the staff is invaluable. Um, and, and I say your position I mean you being on this staff is invaluable mm-hmm. the way that God has created you is invaluable for that very reason you bring up stuff that yeah we don't see but with that being said like how has God grown you in this yeah. position
1: well I mean for a long time before this uh, back in I guess it was 2006 like I was a summer camp director at a totally different church which is great and I was in the lead like I was director um, and then I'm geared admin wise, which I've really had to embrace. Um, like I, I was there, but like, I need to look at that, like as a gifting. And that's something the Lord's working on with me because just because I'm admin doesn't mean that I'm not a leader. Um, mm-hmm. And that's yeah, because something- you're
0: not a secretary. Y'all that is y'all church. <laughs> I need everybody to hear this. We do not have a church secretary, right? No. And nothing wrong with secretaries, but an administrate, a person with an administrative gift is very different. And, and so I just want to go ahead and throw that out there. Go ahead, sorry.
1: Thank you for that plug. <laughs> like, yes, You're
0: welcome. You're welcome. Um,
1: but yeah, I went from like director to then my next um, position um, in my job career was an administrative assistant. So I was the assistant. I was the admin. Like, but I was never in charge. You know, doing a lot of that thing. So I tended to just like hold back um, because mm-hmm. I wasn't in charge. I wasn't the director. I didn't have the authority. Um, although what I've learned and then, you know, they're going into a director role and now really going from, you know, executive assistant, assimilation director to now connections director with even more responsibility. Like I do have a voice that the Lord has given me. Um, and that's been something he's totally had to teach me on. Um, so when you say you haven't noticed it, it's cause you're on the back end of it. Um, mm. you know, however many years ago it, I was more quiet. Um, mm. and now it's, It's just, it's really good to see how the Lord has like changed me in that and grown me in that, um, to really embrace, like I have a story to tell. I have a viewpoint to tell and holding back does no good for anyone, except it hurts me. Like I'll be the one getting frustrated. So,
0: and it um, hurts the organization when you hold back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably one of the biggest things the Lord has really grown me in, in this job. And I think too, with, um, the environment that we have it's a very safe environment and that's helped maybe mm-hmm. me, me be able to form and what do you mean by that up. um safe like with our staff I don't feel like there's any judgment or like mm-hmm. hey you're you're just an assistant <laughs> you yeah. know mm-hmm. or or you're wrong like it's just a safe environment to to be able to say things and um grow in that and it, it that took me a long time because Self insecurity was definitely there, and it's still there. I'm just growing yeah. in yeah my own security. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah, that's great. Well, as you look ahead, you know, to to the the ministries that you get to oversee and the ministries that you have your hands in, what do you what do you hope happens as you look into the future?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I hope people get connected. Um, that's or it. Seems really easy to say that, but. You know get connected. We'd, we're coming hopefully on the end of this mm. where people have mm. been. I at sure home, hope so. And I'm hoping, I mean, who knows, yeah. um, have been at home or been. Um, some have felt trapped just to, to not go out, um, some haven't. But it's really like, how do we, and I won't even say get back to, but how do we move forward in this and really mm-hmm. help people connect again? Um, in ways that's beyond just a screen to screen. Um, Screen to screen is good. And it is something that I'm not taking for granted anymore, because we've got people of our fellowship family who that's all we have is screen to screen because they may be in Moldova or Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. But um, how can we really connect people and help them get back or move forward into connection and realizing that relationship is really important? Like we were creative for relationship. Like god himself in the trinity is god the father son and holy spirit like he Mm -hmm. himself is relational um so really figuring out how to do that um that's a hope for for our people that i have um and then you know that's kind of the assimilation side per se in that heart Mm -hmm. but then really getting connected to the community in ways that we haven't before um whether that's just new organizations that we're supporting. Um, I'm really excited about some new organizations I've got on the docket that I want to financially support as a church and um, serve through mission projects and that kind of thing. So it's really just spreading our wings to say, okay, Lord, who is it and what is it that you want us to steward well that's yeah. here in the community or, or somewhere else, statewide, internationally. Um, so yeah, there's yeah. It's a big thing connection.
0: Yeah, you know, as as I think about your job, I think about that vision statement that we have, where it lists all the different things that we'd love to see God do to, mm-hmm. to be the church that we think he's asking us to be, and two of those you just hit on. One is, you know, we want organizations using the building more than we do, you know, and yeah. and and before COVID, you know, we had eight different organizations in yeah, the building. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And then over Christmas we had mixed 96.5 using the yeah. building for their Christmas for kids, which was great fun. Um, uh, and then the other part of that too, that, that hits on your job description that you just said is, uh, the money we give away, you know, one of mm-hmm. our hopes is to give away more of our operational budget than we keep. And, and, and right now 20% of our operational budget goes to things outside of the church um, to organizations and ministries and and missions outside of the church, which is really cool. And so, so you're in this really unique position to be able to see that stuff that, that a lot of people don't see. And so I'm curious if there's a story that you can share about something that you've seen God do that maybe people just don't see.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean there's definitely multiple that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but there's one that kind of just pops into my mind for sure um, because it really meets on a lot of different things. Um, There is an organization locally in town called your other brothers um, that Mm. one of our members leads, and they meet in our building the first or second Tuesday of the month. I can't remember. Um, But he's one of the, that organization is one of the organizations we financially support and we also support with, um, building use, and with that, and the, I think the reason his, his name came to mind um, is that he is really sharing his story, and mm-hmm. sharing your story is part of our five different things of good soil that we say mm-hmm. where discipleship happens, and um, Tom probably does that the best that I've seen anyone do yeah. um, of sharing his story. Um, you can go on the website, yourotherbrothers.com, I'm sure, um, and learn more about Tom and his mission and vision. But, like, I love that we're supporting a single guy who is really stepping into this cultural thing um, of homosexuality and really what does it look like to be a godly person um, mm-hmm. walking with Jesus through that? Um, mm-hmm. So, I love and helping him. others. Yeah and totally helping yeah. others and that yeah. continues to grow. So we are mm-hmm. praying for him and that ministry financially supporting it. So it continue to grow and reach more people. Um, he's in the building. Like it's just capturing all those different things yeah. that we're doing. Um, and he is making disciples. Like, I know it, like I've heard stories that I just were confidentiality wise. I won't share all of them, right. but I, I can tell you guys, like God is moving in and through him. In a Mm -hmm. big way. And it's really humbling that we get to steward God's money really well and help him do what God's called him to do.
0: Yeah. And for those of you here watching and listening, um, season three of the ConvoCast is introducing you to the people we support as a church. So you'll get to meet Tom, if you haven't already, and meet some of those other people that uh, that lead organizations or are part of organizations that we support, which is great fun. Well, Amy, let's go ahead and, and uh, close this down. I want to ask you the question that I ask everybody. How would you describe fellowship in one word or, pray, or phrase?
1: Um, the word for me is real. It has been since the very get-go when people a long time ago have asked, hey, what's fellowship about? And I'm like, it's a place you can be real. Um, And what I really mean is that is like, you can be real, come as you are and leave changed. Like Mm -hmm. there is something here where you can come with all of your things, whether no matter what it is, like whatever it might be, your questions or um, your, I'm just lacking in this and I need help. Like you come as you are. And people are accepting of that um you can be very real you don't have to hide behind that like let's just sit in church and put on this fantastic mask mm-hmm. um i mean if you need to walk in church bawling your eyes out because of whatever happened that morning like do it and there's yeah. no judgment here or shame in that um because of the gospel so it's it's very real and then with that the realness comes grace and truth um that helps change like that's transformation the gospel does that so, I've felt it from the get go of that realness. I can come exactly who I am. Um, and I hope others do the same yeah. to come as they are. And we'll see what this this gospel of Jesus does to yeah. to prick our hearts and changes for the better. So,
0: yeah, that's great. So, Amy, if people want to contact you with questions or if they want to serve with you in one of the areas that you lead, how would be the best way for them to do that?
1: Um, email amy at fellowshipashville.com.
0: All right. Well, great. Well, Amy, thank you so much. And um, for those of you who are with us, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please remember to hit like and subscribe because that just helps us with whatever it is on YouTube that helps us with. (laughs) Um, And then we will have a few more of these uh, with staff. uh, And then season 3 we'll start after that. Y'all, I love you. And I love being in the church with you. Thanks for joining us.